Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're on Long Final, Ireland's aviation podcast. From Squawk 7000. As of the 1st of January 2021, there's new European Union Aviation Safety Agency regulations that have come into place. So that's EASA regulations. Um, the obligations on people are to either operate their drone as a hobby pilot or if they want to operate it in higher levels of risks or areas where there might be a risk to an uninvolved person, then they require some training and certification. That's Julie Garland. Julie is currently the CEO of Avtrain. She's an IAA authorised examiner for all drones up to 75 kilograms for the grant of pilot competence certificates and specific operating permissions and co-chair of the Unmanned Aircraft Association of Ireland. If your drone is either over 250 grams or if it's under 250 grams and has a camera on it, then you're obliged to register yourself as an individual rather than registering your drones, which is a slight change to the regulation. And to do this, you just need to go onto the Irish Aviation Authority's website. There's a link there for my SRS, which is my safety registration system. And they go in and they register themselves. At the moment, and uh, certainly up until the end of January and possibly further, it's only five euros to do this. It will be going up to 30 euros. So I would encourage anybody who has a drone, who their drone is either over 250 grams or under 250 grams and not a toy and has a camera on it to go on ahead and register They watch a very short video, answer 40 questions, and off they can go and fly their drone. And of course, that's the the, the next point of it, because I suppose thinking of it from a pilot's point of view, the last thing you want to do is to have a a near miss with a drone that is flying where it shouldn't be. So what's in place to actually keep us all safe? For sure. The idea of the the new regulations is that there'll be a holistic architecture of regulations. This regulation we have now, 947, is the starting point. What we need in place is the drone manufacturer, the certification of drones so that they're actually limited that they have things like a low speed mode, which is certified. So we have these C standards that are coming out under the new regulations, which will be developed into the drones at manufacture. So very small drones will actually be limited how far they can actually travel from the controlling device say 120 meters for C0 drones, which are very small drones, which you can fly over people 
um, not over assemblies of people, not over crowds of people, not in a stadium or something like that, but in general over down a street or something, you could fly the drone over people's heads. And the idea is, is the drone is so small and also it won't travel a distance away from the person. So the person will have visual line of sight of it at all times. Uh, if you go onto YouTube, of course, you'll see plenty of uh, examples of people's drone footage and there's beautiful scenery, etc. And it's making its way practically into every TV program we see as well. For sure. For sure. I mean, the opportunities, I mean, the, the, what we can use drones for is really only limited by our own imaginations and the cinematic experience that comes from it. But people need to be really aware of the hazards and the dangers involved with operating a drone. You can't push the boundaries of, of what you can and can't do and what you're legally allowed to do just to get that super shot. So people need to be aware of their obligations. And as I say, short video that people can watch. So if you've got hobby pilots out there, they need to go onto the IA's website, watch that video. If they then want to do more advanced and more complex operations with slightly larger drones or flying closer to people. Um, so for example, you must stay uh, very safe distance from people. And if you want to fly closer to people and fly drones in different categories, and different certification standards, then you do what's called an A2 authorization. The moment if you go on and you register, you get an A1, A3 authorization. And if you want A2, it allows you to fly slightly bigger drones closer to people. And, uh, and really, you must be aware of the risks that are associated when you start flying closer to people. And that's what that qualification gives you is an awareness of the risks that are associated based on the drone itself, based on the, you know, the wind conditions. And if you're operating in stronger winds based on the meteorological situation that you're operating the drone in. Now, your own business, avtrain.ie, has set, actually set out a, a process whereby people can train and get qualifications. Yes, absolutely. I mean, our mission at Avtrain is to really encourage really prolific drone operations, but keeping the skies safe through certification and the highest standards of training. I mean, that's what we live by, is that training and certification of pilots will lead to allowing drones to operate in a very safe manner, but have much more prolific operations. So you have the likes of delivery drones, you have Mana Aero there doing a lot of tests and flights down around um, Arnmore. You've got uh, another organization, FMCI, which I'm involved with myself, Future Mobility Campus Ireland, down in Shannon, which are looking to autonomous vehicles, but autonomous vehicles on the road and then looking at autonomous vehicles within the air and the combination of both and the data that we can gather and manage through that. So we've really exciting projects going on in Ireland. And the whole thing is safety, is having the drones in the skies, that they're not falling out of the sky, they're not dropping on people's heads, that people have faith in the drones that are operating and that, are, that they can start to use them in their day-to-day -day life and they become part of our day-to-day -day life. We've all heard the anecdotes of the person taking it out of the box, switching it on and losing it. Of course. And what I would say is that drones have become an awful lot more reliable now as well. Um, you know, we did when drones, I mean, I've been involved with this so going back to 2015. You know, flyaways were regular in those days. Um, the technology now has really advanced. As I say, it will advance even further. There are brand new certification standards just released in, back in December 2020 for drones, for drones that are operating in this specific category which is in this medium category of risk. So we have those certification standards there. And as I say, it is this holistic approach to the, all of the regulations coming together. So it's the drones, when they're manufactured, when they're imported into Europe, will have to have these standards applied to them and stamped on them. Um, and then as we go through the next two years or so, these will be the only drones available on the market. And the other drones, older drones, even a drone you buy today, is actually becoming 
um, nearly obsolete from the day you buy it because under the new regulations way on into the future um, we're going to have the requirement to have the C markings on the drones that allows you then to operate in the different category the open category the specific category and ultimately the certified category which is a much higher level of risk what do you teach people on a course like that so um, up till now, we've been teaching people for the grant of a specific operations permission and a pilot competency certificate, which means really they become like a mini airline and they then also become a pilot themselves. So they have two separate authorizations. One is an organizational approval and one is an actual pilot's license where they go out and fly their drone. So it's the same as a mini airline. It's like having an AOC, an, an air operator certificate. So under the new regulations, what we'll be doing, very, very similar. If they're in the specific category, if they're in the slightly higher level of risk, then they'll be getting an operational authorization or they will be making a declaration, which means that they comply with a set of prescribed set down risk that, that a risk assessment that they can go through themselves and if they comply fully with that they can make a declaration that they're compliant and that they can then operate their drone so really what we're training people and what we're certifying people is that they know where they can operate their drone they know when they can operate their drone they can know who they can operate their drone close to but the main thing is that we're concerned about is uninvolved people and aircraft they're the two things. They're the highest risk elements that a drone operator is ever going to come up against. So they need to be aware of all of the risks associated with that, with uninvolved people and with other aircraft. So they need to know what airspace they're operating in. They need to know what, they go to, what they're going to do in the event that they do see an aircraft, what their actions should be, and particularly then when they're operating in or around people and in that environment. Well, it's interesting because obviously in fixed wing aviation, recreational and professional have... have lived side by side uh, and this looks like being the, the, the option as well for unmanned aircraft is that there will be an idea that there's room for the recreational pilot but also the serious ones and see that for example we have it on, on our news this week of an OTAN being issued because of drone practice that's uh, going to be happening around County Leash they're also being used in search and rescue Absolutely I mean again we're back to the, the, the opportunities for using drones are only limited by our imaginations. They are used in so many different environments and obviously search and rescue is, is, um, is, is a, a primary one where they're being completely underutilized. When we're operating search and rescue operations, it is nearly always in adverse weather conditions. And if we can send a drone out to do 80% of that, we're still going to need a helicopter to go out and lower somebody down and actually pick somebody up out of the sea or off a mountain or something like that. But the drone can be out there doing the donkey work, can be out there doing the really difficult work, which is actually locating the person in the first place. The technology is there. Um, we just need to get, we, we need to decide ourselves that we're going to use the technology. But this goes on way beyond search and rescue as well. Search and rescue is a really obvious application for it. But I mean, if you look at even, I do a lot of work with different county councils around the country and they, for everything from litter enforcement to um, monitoring housing. I've done work in um, animal welfare organisations where they want to check in, on animals. Um, we've done a lot of work with inland fisheries, um, with different fisheries departments and different various different government departments that are now starting to use drones and see the value of drones so they're they're coming into every aspect of our life um, and that's very much on the government side but on the private side then you look at all the telecoms mass within the country look at all the infrastructure within the country that needs to be monitored and needs to be um, examined and inspected on a very regular basis bridges railways roads um, all of those all of that infrastructure so the the opportunities are endless 
And Julie, could you, could you describe the regulations in brief for us, what, what, what the obligations are? What we have under the new regulations are, are three categories of risk. Everything to do with the new regulation is risk-based. So we have the open category, we have the specific category, and the certified category. The open category is the very low level of risk where you do an initial registration with the Aviation Authority in whichever European member state you're resident, either you're a natural person resident in the state, or your business is registered in that state. And you, you register with the, reg, reg, with the local aviation authority here in Ireland, obviously the Irish Aviation Authority, and you then get a registration number, which is a, an operator number, which you can use to operate all over Europe. You have one number and that's it. It's like registering your car. You get one number and you put that number on all of your drones. Now your drones are identifiable back to you and you are the operator of those drones. And that's in a very simple, very basic, you can fly your drone then within the limitations that are set down in the video that you will watch. It's only, as I say, about nine minutes long. And the idea is, is that it, it's all dependent on the size of your drone. If it's a very small drone, you know, below 250 grams, well, then you can fly it pretty much anywhere. Once you go above 250 grams up to 900 grams, um, you need to start st staying reasonable distance, not spending significant time overhead people, um, and you need to be starting to become aware of the risk that your drone is going to um, on, on an uninvolved person. So how close you can get to an uninvolved person. And then you can move up into the A2 open category. And that's where you now have to come to the likes of Avtrain. And you come along and you do some additional training. And that allows you then to fly slightly bigger drones closer to people. That's still really considered as the hobby category. You know, all of that is within the open category. Once you've done that training, you don't need to apply to the aviation authorities for further authorizations unless there's an airspace restriction. So unless you're flying close to an airport or in controlled airspace, and um, then you'll have to have an additional authorization. And after that, then we get into the specific category, which is the real bulk of the training certification that we're going to be doing at Avtrain. And that's getting these, as I say, operational authorizations, which is really becoming a little mini airline and you get remote pilot competency certificates or PCs. Um, so you have this authorization then because you've done this additional training and qualifications. And you have you, you choices then of whether you get an operational authorization, whether you make an, a declaration, um, whether you um, whether you look at a predefined risk assessment, a PDRAs they're called, um, or whether you're making a declaration under a standard scenario. So you have these different options available to you. And then as you move up through that middle category of risk towards the higher end of that, you start coming as, as a, what's called a LUC, which is a Light Unmanned Aircraft Systems Operator Certificate. And that's really an organizational approval, very much like an airline. You look at a safety management system, compliance monitoring system, and you have to have all of those systems in place with accountable people in place. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. 
BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That's the open category, then the specific category, and then you have the certified category. And the certified category is just like any other airline. It's the aircraft have to be certified, the operator has to be certified, the pilots have to be certified to a much higher standard. And that's going to be dangerous goods carrying people and large drones over populated areas. So that's, that's the, really looking that's into the future, it in isn't it? Yeah, very it. much so, but we'll be here for it. <laughs> I'm curious because, you know, for you as, as a commercial airline pilot, it would be no difficulty for you to operate within the system of regulation. But it might uh, make some people who are uh, less inclined to, to, be, to follow the rules avoid it in the first place. How, how are you going to reconcile that? Well, we would encourage people that no matter what, the only way we're going to end up with prolific drone operations is through safe operation, and that's through training and certification. Um, people need to be made aware of what the regulations are. As I say, what is going to happen is that as the drones are manufactured into the future, they will be limited at manufacture into what their capabilities will be, so that if you want to unlock the full potential or capabilities of that drone, you will actually have to have some training or certification in order to do that and you'll get unlock codes but also what, what we're looking at doing is is really trying to make sure that as a hobby that this is encouraged as much as possible and that we don't limit people in the fantastic cinematography that they want to do and everything else that should never be limited you know people should be allowed to do that but where people are doing it commercially or operating close to people or could be in any way causing a hazard to either people property um, that then it should be either limited or they should be certified so that they're aware of those risks and that they mitigate those risks to an equivalent level of safety. And would the hobby pilot require insurance, for example? So the hobby pilot's insurance, I would recommend insurance for everybody. There is really, it, it, is, it is an essential thing. If you watch the, just any drone operation, you've got, you know, spinning propellers, the, the opportunity for, for, for something to go wrong um, is significant and so having insurance in place I would highly recommend it it's not required in the open category but again I would highly recommend it um, and once you get into an operational authorization or that yes it is it's a requirement so so but again in the open category I would really encourage anybody to have certainly just third-party liability insurance and that's available on a hobby basis for most of the insurance companies. Julie let's talk a little bit about how you ended up uh, involved uh, with these unmanned aircraft mm -hmm. these drones in the first place. Sure. Well, it goes back a long way. I mean, I started off my career in aviation as an aircraft maintenance engineer, and um, then I decided that I wanted to keep my grow my fingernails and keep my hands clean. And um, <laughs> I decided that the the pointy end was the only way up. So, um, so I did my pilot's license out in Weston, out in the National Flight Centre, and I became a captain. And then I, I went in as a first officer into Air Arran, then became a captain, training captain with CityJet. 
And then I decided that I probably wasn't going to retire from the left seat of an aeroplane. So I decided to study law and I became a barrister. I got called to the bar in 2010. And um, then I went back to aviation again. Um, I, I did practice at the bar for five years and then I went back in as the director of compliance for Norwegian Airlines. Um, which I absolutely loved. And it was really a combination of everything, really kind of the technical, the legal and the operational experience. But I got drawn to drones at that stage. That was back in 2015. And we, I did a lot of work with the Aviation Authority at the, t- at the time on the original statutory instrument. And we also set up the Unmanned Aircraft Association of Ireland where we could be a lobbying voice for drone pilots within the country. Um, that's still going now. And I'm the chair of the Unmanned Um, aircraft association and i would encourage it's uai.ie and i would encourage any of your listeners to to join up and support the organization we are a voice for drone pilots whether they're hobby pilots or commercial operators but what we want to see is encourage safe operation of drones so i got into it then back in 2015 and as i say it was really when you look at drones and merging technology i could just see the opportunities ahead of us in the future and i still see those opportunities i really i i am it's so exciting to be involved in such an emerging industry with the technology take just taking leaps and bounds but also the legislation taking leaps and bounds forward to allow for this this architecture and as i say this structure of regulation that we can all operate our drones you know beyond line of sight um large drones this certified category is really super exciting as to how aviation is going to change do you see our you know pharmaceuticals being delivered our takeaways being delivered our packages being delivered by by unmanned aircraft I certainly do. I certainly do. In in, in I'm, I'm actually I'm down in Carrick and Shannon at the, at the moment, and I certainly envisage my Himalayan coming buzzing across the river towards the back garden <laughs> by drone very soon. I hope. I hope Bobby's listening. Um, but absolutely, I see it in remote areas, in in isolated areas, and in areas that are that are, um, you know, not heavily populated. I have an apartment in Dublin city centre. I don't see my pizza being delivered immediately into the Dublin city centre. I don't need it. It's around the corner from me. Mm. Do you know, the place where we really need this is in re- more remote areas, is in areas that need to be serviced and need to be able to have the same standard of service as I would expect from my local takeaway. So again, we're back to prolific drone operations. What we do need for that is U-space, is this, un- uh, is this lower airspace management. So we need a UTM. Um, a lower airspace management system that will actually control and that we have. There's a company called Altitude Angel, which has been heavily involved in the UK and will also be in, in Ireland as well. And they're really forward thinking in providing this service, this low level airspace management service where it's like it's like an aviation, you have a flight plan, but these will be autonomous drones. You know, they won't have somebody sitting in a in a bunker somewhere flying them around. They will be controlled by, by the automation that's on board and they will be completely autonomous. They won't have human interaction. So they will be it will be a system where the drones are communicating with each other, where the air traffic management system has the overall picture of everything that's going on and will manage it. And that is the future. Some people will have seen some uh, wonderful footage over the new year of uh, lit drones flying in formation. Absolutely. Uh, another company that's um, that becoming into Ireland, Aerosparks, and uh, they're, they're online and amazing footage. Um, so Aerosparks is slightly different. Um, they fly aeroplanes with fireworks coming off the wings, but they also incorporate drones into their nighttime fireworks display. It's incredible. <laughs> it's um, it's like one of the most exciting aviation things I've seen. I saw a fireworks display by Aerobatic Aircraft in Oshkosh about 12 years ago, and this is the first time I've seen it. 
uh, they did a light up the sky for Blue Peter just before, but they are doing that with drones as well, um, where they're firing fireworks off drones. But certainly the swarming drones are really becoming, they are replacing fireworks displays now. Um, they're small drones with very bright lights on them. They're not causing a risk to crowds. The, 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 the risk assessment involved in that is so much less than it would be for an actual fireworks display, but really, really spectacular um, what they can do with, with swarming drones. And they're, they're very much a part of our future as well, for sure. I think we're, we're seeing the end of fireworks. Well, I hope not too soon, because certainly what Aerosparks are doing is amazing. Aeroplanes and drones, what could possibly, and fireworks, what could possibly go wrong at night? Julie, your enthusiasm for aviation is lighting off you. What keeps you going? Um, well, I think exactly that, the enthusiasm for aviation. I mean, this is, this is just something that's so new. And just to be in, have been involved in, in, you know, on the technical side, having been involved in the operational side, having been involved in the legal side, and the combination of all of that coming together with a brand new emerging technology is just so exciting. That's what gets me out of bed every morning. Julie Garland, thank you for joining us on Long Final. Michael, an absolute pleasure. Thanks a million. And thank you for joining us on this episode of Long Final from Squawk7000.ie. If you'd like to hear more, please subscribe and do tell your friends. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 